You're listening to another great podcast in the Stoplight Network. My Mac Podcast 434. We're all Googled out. You're listening to the G-Men on the MyMac.com podcast. and welcome to podcast 434 that's the my mac podcast with the g-man guy and myself hopefully if i'm still here yes i'm here oh yeah I, I, since you're talking i think you're still here well you <laughs> don't know this could be an automated response oh is, is there like a uh a press a four voice for <laughs> for g-man press, <laughs> press five to hear this menu choice again Press five to hear this menu choice again. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah. So we've we, uh, it's a bit of a misnomer, a misdirection. That title, isn't it, guy? Let's be honest, because I mean the My Mac Podcast Google Community page. Well, as as you've kind of hinted, it, it's taken off like wildfire. Um, yes, it's doubled in size since we talked about it last week. Yeah, and there was just another a new person put in like two minutes before we started. We're at seventy people now. Yeah, incredible, absolutely incredible. And communities certainly have taken off. I like the feel of the communities in Google. It, it's made me use Google, um, the Google app certainly, and go into uh, Google Plus a lot more than previously. So there is certainly something about this community page. Uh, touch, t- it's more touchy feely. Let's put yeah. it that way. Yeah, and um, and you know, and I, I think um, you know, and, and there's a lot of Google Plus that, that you know, especially when it first started, it was kind of like, oh yeah, hey, it's another social media interactive site where all of your friends can come and talk to you. It's like, <laughs> okay, yeah, well, let's see, we haven't had any of those kinds of things before. But the the, the cool thing about communities is it really, really does feel. Uh, more interactive, especially as compared, like, you know, I mean, we've had that, that Facebook page, the, the My Mac Podcast Facebook page that I've, you know, yammered on about for at least a year now. And it's, you know, hardly anybody does anything with it. You know, I mean, Tim will put some stuff in about, um, you know, archives from stuff in the past from the My Mac, not only for the podcast, but from from the website as well. As a matter of fact, he just put in... Uh, the very last My Mac Mini podcast, a link to that, which was a segment that we used to do because we had a, originally when it was when it was Tim and Chad doing this show, uh, there were a lot of people that would contribute little bits into it. Uh, uh, right. Chris Siebold, myself, John Nemo, uh, David Cohen. Uh, that's kind of how he got his start. And so we would all put these little bits in it, and Tim would try to find places as they were talking in the podcast for, for all these little things that, that people were sending in. And he finally broke it off into uh, the mini podcast, but it really wasn't sustainable because there, you know, not everybody was contributing each week. So uh, show 15 was the last one of those. But that actually has nothing to do with Google Plus or the, the My Mac community page. I don't know where I got started on that. Um, the the cool thing about the 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 Google Plus community pages is it really really does feel 
more interactive with the people that 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 put stuff in, and it, it's kind of easy to use. Now I know you are you've been getting like double emails when <laughs> when when people yes. when people were like posting stuff. Did you figure out how to how to stop that? Yeah, basically you go in and and uh, I can't tell you off the top of my head here, but I think there's something in the bottom of the email which allows you to go in and, and sort sort those out. So uh, yeah. Yeah, I've actually turned off email notifications for the page and not because, you know, I, I don't love going there and checking things out, but I'm finding that I'm going over to that page like two or three times a day anyway. Yes, yes, yes. So I, I agree with you. I agree with you. Yeah, that's right. It, if if you're only going to go occasionally, then you need notification to go into response. But as we're kind of using it on a regular basis, then I don't feel it's it's a problem just to turn those off for yeah. ourselves so uh, but there are dif- there are different options for other people so uh, cool yeah and, but and the odd thing is the rest of google plus still feels kind of like wannabe with yeah Facebook. i agree with you there i agree with you because i it, it's kind of drawn me into using google plus and i've i've got i've used the communities and I've, I've signed up to a few communities and then i've gone over to um the other google plus you know the older pages as it were and i still think nah these don't work <laughs> Yeah. Google Google Plus communities seems to work, but the others don't. Well, not for me, at least. Not for me. Yeah. So. Well, I mean, everybody, if the rest of Google different. Plus disappeared, I, I really wouldn't care. <laughs> you know, but the communities part, I think, is brilliant. Yeah, some people use it a lot, but that's fine. Yeah. Anyway, I, I, I see, and interestingly enough, um, it looks like you've done what I've ended up doing today when it comes to a touchy-feely iPad mini. Oh, Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I went to uh, to an Apple store last week, and because I was I, I was in an area where there was an Apple store because I, I was looking for some Christmas gifts for my son Guy, who was very, very specific. He wanted clothes. Yeah, you, know, you notice I had to hesitate before I said that because yeah. there's something yeah. about a parent giving their children clothes for Christmas. That, I mean, I, I know it when I was a kid and, you know, I'd have this brightly colored box and I'd rip off the wrapping and I'd open it up and it's like, oh, it's a nice shirt. Thanks. That's. Oh, that's really great. nice. I'll be wearing that. Yeah. Uh, Christmas. <laughs> but, yeah, it's but, like um, it's like the. Um, uh, oh, what's that film now? Uh, oh, dear. The, oh, oh, that's going to annoy me now. Bridget Jones. The oh, Bridget okay. Jones, yeah. When she when she goes to that Christmas, they go over to a Christmas party, and uh, uh, Fujian, the, the, the fiance that uh, is and then isn't, you know, that she's tying up with, gets one of those jumpers. He's got one of those silly, you know, Christmas jumpers. And it's it's just like that, isn't it? Giving your kids those just yeah. to make them feel embarrassed. Yeah. So that's it's what like, you should do. You, you, you should were get... not a good boy or girl, so you get clothes. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And you should give him one of those, you know, big jumpers with a reindeer and a big red nose on the. <laughs> That, that lights up. <laughs> yeah. Well, it doesn't have to light up, really. But if no, it does... No, it has to. That, I mean, oh, and, and, okay. and not red, but like purple. I mean, just something that's really odd and off. Anyway, what's that yeah. got to do with Apple and oh, the Mac? Okay, well, the, the store that he wanted these particular <laughs> clothes from uh, was in a mall that also had an Apple store. So I went over to the Apple store, as, as of course, I am want to do. And uh, it was real... I mean, and... The store was was packed, and the funny thing is, right next to this Apple store is a uh, Sony store. There were more people inside working than there were customers. <laughs> you know, but the Apple yeah. store is like they're like you know, trying to push them back out the door. You know, you can't come in. There's too many people. But 
Uh, I walked over and and I hadn't really played that much with an iPhone five. But, I, but I've I just got this. I've just got. Sorry, I've I've got to yeah, stop go you there, guy. I've go just ahead. got this image. This image from um, Lord of the Rings in the movie, and I I, I can't. I think it's Sauron. Uh. And it's Sauron, as he's coming through the crowds, at the start they're filming, and he's coming through and swiping his sword, and, and, yeah. and people are flying out left and right, you know, as he swaves through and moves forward. I've just got that image of you doing that towards the iPad <laughs> Mini with all these people in there. No, the odd thing is I get that same image, but it's with Tim Cook. <laughs> yeah, it's like, whoa, holy crap, I just like almost... And it's stupid. You know what I almost did? I almost like just knocked a bunch of stuff off my desk. And the stupid thing is we're doing an audio podcast. So there's really no reason for me to like move my arms and hands around. I, I could just imagine you were sweeping your arm from left I to was. right. I was. And I got, ca- I got caught in, in my headphone cable, which yeah. then hit my, my trackball, which then yeah, hit something else. Yeah. Yeah. And, <laughs> It's like really, you know, I, I, I don't need to be that expressive on an audio <laughs> podcast, but I do anyway. Okay. I don't know why, but um, uh, oh, weren't we? We were talking about Apple stuff. Yeah, you, you, you'd got up to the the counter. Oh, I'd got, gotten up to the after, counter after count, c- cutting your way <laughs> through swathes of people in the Apple store. Yeah, I felt like Gandalf. This yo, you shall not pass. <laughs> So I, I walk up to an iPhone 5, and I, I picked it up. And, it, and I just it, – it doesn't feel real. Do you know what I mean? It almost feels like, okay, well, this has to be a display because there's, like, no weight to this at all. And, I, and almost like the same thing where I, like, almost swept everything off my desk here. My arm almost, like, rose all the way up to the ceiling because I was expecting <laughs> there to be a little bit of heft to this phone and there was nothing. It's like, this, this can't be real. But yeah, you know, I played with it a little bit and then I, I glanced over and there were a lot of people over by the, 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 the table that they had set up with the iPad minis. And yeah. I hadn't, I hadn't really touched one yet. So I, I walked over and, and I was kind of looking over someone's shoulder, waiting for them to, uh, to get the hint that this big, huge hulking man was behind them that also wanted to play with it, with a <laughs> iPad mini. And so they finally left, you know, screaming into the night. <laughs> <laughs> Could have been the threats I was mommy, whispering in your mommy. ear. <laughs> that man said he was going to hurt me. <laughs> so <laughs> so I, I picked it up. And it was the same kind of thing like with the iPhone. I, I pick up this iPad mini and it was like, there's, I mean, this, this can't actually work. It's, mm-hmm. There's just like no weight to it. it you, you could take like 10 of them and if you were like a really talented juggler, you could juggle them, you know, and... <laughs> Uh, I decided give, not to try that. Don't give people ideas. Don't give well, people ideas. Well, it's okay. If, if anyone does try that, the MyMac.com podcast and myself personally are not responsible for any damages that come to iPad minis through your own foolishness. Do not juggle iPad minis. You know, and there's a good idea for a T-shirt. But anyway. <laughs> well, it's funny. <laughs> the funny you should talk about that. We were in town really early today. And more about that story later. Um <laughs> and we were doing some Christmas shopping because right. um, up, up until today, we had basically two presents. Yes, not good. Not good no. at all. So um, my dear lady and I went up town nice and early, as I said. And again, more of that later. It's a funny uh-huh. story. And we were walking through the, the, the shopping mall. Um, actually, we were going through the town centre, open through the, through the town, through the streets. Um, but there is a, a mall, and I said, let's go through the, that particular shopping centre. 
And we went upstairs and we're walking through uh, from one end to the other. It was quite busy, but suddenly at the corner of my eye, I saw iShop, or it was said i-something, I but it was definitely iShop and something, something like that. I, I looked at it and I thought, we have a Apple reseller in Northampton, and I didn't know. <laughs> just astounded. So obviously I grabbed hold of Mrs. G and said, we're going in there. And um, went up and did pretty much the same thing. Didn't was, pick up. Was she, a, a did bit. she have like the eyes rolling the entire time as you're walking? No, no. Stuff? She's pretty much used to it now. Oh, she's okay. used to it. And I, and I said, she said, do you want to look at the iPad Mini? You know, <laughs> in that condescending yeah, yeah, tone. Yeah. So I know it's, why it's you're bringing me stuff, in here. Yeah. It's more stuff that you want to look at. From it's Apple. more stuff that you want to pretend to buy me. Yes, I know. <laughs> oh, yeah, it's but she definitely was, But she was quite dear. impressed, and so was I. And, uh, yeah, it was, it was good, but I, I've got a feeling that I'm going to end up uh, going back to that Apple reseller now. Um, but the reason we were in town quite so early was because this morning at quarter past six, and I tweeted this, actually, and I had a, had a few funny responses, which I won't repeat. We got a call. And then the phone went dead. Hmm. Now, I, I, we've got a, a number over here that we can dial, which tells us the call ID if, you know, they're allowing the ID of the phone to go out. And I got this number and I didn't, I, I thought I don't recognize that number. So I put it into my contacts database and I must have typed it in wrong because it came up with you know, nothing. This evening, though, I'm, you know, my daughter looks and she says, are you feeling a bit tired, Dad? I said, yes, I am. Yeah. And she smiled and laughed. And I said, what's so funny? She said, you, you just said that you got woken up early, didn't you, by the phone? I went, yes. She said, that was me. I said, pardon? <laughs> what do you mean it was you? She'd set her phone. She'd put an alarm on by mistake. It went off this morning. And she, she's doing this, you know, putting her arm trying out. Trying to, to turn stop, it off. Trying to, and she obviously inadvertently dialed home and our phone went and she said i suddenly heard hello hello <laughs> so she looked at it and it said our name and she just pressed the end button really quickly <laughs> so i was woken up this morning by an iphone however it wasn't my iphone <laughs> well you figure if you're going to get woken up early by an iphone it should at least be your own yeah, absolutely and oh also this my. week, I, I received that Seagate GoFlex 2 terabyte, two terabyte external hard drive that I oh, mentioned right, last right. week. It came um, through the post, arrived safely. I partitioned it into various different um, separate partitions so that I could uh, make sure that each of the time capsules weren't mixed in, you know, just the main uh, bulk for hard drive. I, I just, I, it's a bit OCD of me. I'm, I, I'm, I'm, I'm I just no, thought, not at all. I'm not just going to, to yeah, I'm just going to partition it and, and do it that way. So I attached it to the airport extreme and it's been a dream basically ever since. Hasn't missed a beat. All of the iMacs or all of the iMacs, I haven't got an iMac. All of the Macs hmm. are, are backing up quite happily and seeing it, it seems to not need waking up. It seems to be spotted all the time. Whereas previous hard drives and the last one in particular, I could never recognize it. So I'm quite happy. So thumbs up for the Seagate GoFlex 2 terabyte hard drive I have. Great. <laughs> yes. Great. There you go. This is the part of the show where if, if we had still been talking about a, a particular company, 
they would get lots and lots of advertising and based kudos. on us talking and kudos based on to us talking about them because let's face it, everybody uses them, but we're not going to talk about them because they suck. So I'm not using them thank anymore. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> no. Thank you. <laughs> okay, first on the mymac.com pages this week, our favorite things. That's from Sound of Music, isn't it? One of uh, my favorite things. Either that or Mary Poppins. Okay, it I had think it's Julie Andrews in it. Yeah, yeah, yeah sure. she sang everything. Anyway, <laughs> our favorite things. Three geeky ladies. I think it's plus one, actually. It's three geeky ladies, 15. There is a guest that is not a geeky lady. It is no, a geeky a person. Geeky and it's dude. Our, yeah, a geek him. It's a geek him, not a geek her. <laughs> It's Mr. Tom Schmidt. So they share all of their favorite things. Go take a go take a listen. And uh, next up, we have House of Marley. Marley was dead. No, I'm not going to go into the Christmas Carol. Uh, Exodus on ear headphones user report review by our very own very own John Nemo. The House of Marley claims the Exodus on ear headphones are noise isolating and eco friendly. We agree and approve. Ambient noise is not much of a distraction when listening to music with these headphones that are constructed from mostly natural or recycled attractive materials. Now, thank God they didn't use any of that really ugly, unattractive material. Uh, John awards them a 9 out of 10 uh, on my Mac, although there were a couple of notes to take care of, and uh, you'll have to go over and read the article to find out what they are. Next is a Snaphill app review from Bert Clanchard. Um, oh, good old Bert. Good old Bert. Know him well. One of Photoshop's many features is the ability to remove unwanted objects or people from a photo with a fancy sounding technique called content, content aware fill. For a fraction of the cost, you can achieve the same result with Snaphill from Mac Fun. And uh, they were actually in one of our competitions, weren't they? I think the fourth yeah, competition. Yeah, I think they were. Some, some items, yeah. Yeah, that's in what, addition, that's what uh, uh, Khaled won. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, you didn't in, win that, Khaled. <laughs> in addition, you can also fix old scanned photos, erase text, adjust exposure and saturation, and so much more. You need to go over and take a read of Kurt's review of snap hill and he gives it a very impressive nine out of ten uh next up is the drobo i'm very interested in this drobo 5d review by heave stammen <laughs> boy that that did, that sounds kind of weird uh <laughs> with thunderbolt and usb3 technology making their way into the market many new products were recently announced supporting these technologies drobo made the announcement of two new products this summer that incorporate both usb3 and Thunderbolt. The Drobo Mini, which I, I'm not quite sure I can wrap my head around what exactly that is. And the Drobo 5D. In this review, Steve covers the 5D, and he gives it a MyMac rating of 8 out of 10. Insanely great products. The Norm review by Nita Picolitis. Uh, the the Norm is a simple vent-mounted iPhone 4 holder. It uses a standard binder clip to clamp onto the vent and is shaped to perfectly hold an iPhone 4 or an iPhone 4S. And Peter gives it a MyMac rating of, again, quite an impressive 9 out of 10. 
Yeah, he and um, he and Scott were talking about that on the last Pocket Size mm. podcast. Yeah, yeah. Um, you, I, you need to do the next one. My Mosaic. That's a review by Elisa. You say Pacelli and I say Pacelli. Well, it's been a while since we've been able to do that. Okay, sorry. It is, isn't it? Okay. <laughs> Looking for a fun, inexpensive way to create mosaics on your iDevices? Then take a look at My Mosaic. Read the article to find out so much more. I was going to kind of praise it, but it, it was getting a bit difficult. And it, we're recording a day early, folks, as well. So, yeah. uh, but uh, Elisa gives it an 8 out of 10. So go over to the website and take a look at what exactly that can do for you. And uh, the last one we have this week is the TJ's 4-in-1 headphones with Jay's Curves Digital Signal Processing. Nemo Memo from John Nemo. Sweden's Jays, it almost sounds like a music group, breaks yeah. into new Sonic and App or territory. A or a bird, right. With or or a uh, some kind of teenage gang, the TJs. We're the TJs. This is our yeah, app well. territory. <laughs> 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 okay. No. Oh my. Oh, yeah, peanut butter. Gotta love peanut butter. (laughs) Uh, These are 4-in-1 headphones and the custom Jay's Curves iOS app for the iPhone and iPad. This article may be the first first you're learning about Curves Digital Signal Processing, or DSP, but it won't be the last time. DSP is here to stay, so brace yourself, audio fanatic. This is where Guy, once again, erases everything and makes it harder for Gaz to enter info about new articles. I wasn't, I wasn't supposed to read that, was I? Oh, that's all right. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. Thank and, you. Um, we've got, I mean, honestly, we could do an entire show based on, based on all the stuff that you guys give us from, from Google+. Plus. Um, yeah. But, you know, and there would be certain people who would enjoy that because the show would be about 14 hours long. But we're just going to we'll probably just pick one or two highlights of the week. And uh, this one is from uh, Jody Spangler, who wrote that, that she hadn't been on Google Plus forever. Maybe I should hang out more often with all you great people. Thanks for the invite, because I, I had sent her an invite to the, to the My Mac podcast Google Plus community page. And then I replied, <laughs> okay. By great, you mean the listeners of the MyMac podcasts, podcast, or the hosts? Because one makes sense and the other doesn't. <laughs> and Jody graciously said, LOL, both. And I don't know if I believe that. No. <laughs> she was just pampering to you, guy. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Okay, also from Steve McShane in response to the Google Plus group invite. Love it. Now I really have to figure out G+. I've got to say, yeah, it's actually given me a reason to as well, to be perfectly honest with you. Yeah, and there was all kind. I mean, Mark Shepard did like because uh, I was asking for a um, a new profile pic, and he he did like the, these five images, and the one that really cracks me up is he's got me on like a cereal box, and then he, on the caption he's got for it says, "Mikey will eat it. He eats everything." It's like I really don't know. If a box of cereal with my picture on it would entice anyone to eat it, I, I just don't think so. <laughs> and I actually do have, and it's it's an older pick. Uh, I, I do have a new profile pick over there 
And it's when I still had uh, my long hair. <laughs> and it's great. And it looks like I'm, I'm, I've got my hands over my head like my brain used to be that big. And now it's not. <laughs> and it, I, it's not. No, definitely isn't. It most definitely isn't. Now, <laughs> no. we, we've, we've definitely stopped phobie word of the day. But um, Mr. Nemo. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> he sent in your new weekly topic. Zed ah. word of the week. Oh, right. where is that? I was just looking now, for that. Now, Ziggurat is what he sent in. I'm not sure whether this is going to become uh, a new weekly item. <laughs> Probably he not. Sent, he, sent in, he sent in Ziggurat, which apparently <laughs> is to build on a raised area where massive structures built in the ancient Mesopotamian Valley and Western Iranian Plateau, having the form of a terraced steppe. <laughs> pyramid of a successfully receding stories or levels thanks john (laughs) (laughs) and eric eric um one last thing and this is kind of phobie word of the day but it's it's Ah. uh eric diaz wrote in said i killed the phobie word for good although now i fear it could come back from the dead and i i had to do some research uh but but i i do have i did have a reply to him and that uh, a fear of the dead would be kinemortophobia. Now, if you add in a, a fear of podcasts, and I did a Google search, and that word doesn't exist, but I'm, I'm going to make one. <laughs> and that so a fear of a podcast coming back from the dead would be kinemortopodcastophobia. And then, of course, there is also uh, logophobia, which is a fear of words. So that so then now we've got. Kinny logo mortophobia, and if you add in a fear of the G-men, which is gyogazophobia, and you put it all together, you know what you got, Gaz? I'll tell you. You ready? I'm ready. I'm ready. Kinny, uh, kinny gyogazo logo mortophobia, which would be a fear of. The Guy and Gaz version of the MyMac podcast coming back from the dead. <laughs> Do you know, about five minutes a, ago, it, it was probably ten minutes ago, I told everybody that we'd killed Phoebe Word of the Day, but no, no, no. Oh, no. no you well, have but to you see, and- this isn't really Phoebe Word of the Day. This is... Phoebe Word okay. of the Year. Yeah. And, all right, we, we are no longer... That is the end of phobie word eric eric diaz gets to have the last word that's the that's the slut (laughs) (laughs) and if you said it really fast what would it be then gaz slutophobia (laughs) and yes and yeah anyway you you missed a tweet actually because james turner said that he thinks that guy says woodpad.co.uk after James Turner almost as quickly as Zed. <laughs> <laughs> well, I like the guy. I like his products. And, oh, yeah, actually, you know what? No, I did see that. Um, and I, I, I wrote him a reply saying that I basically say it, hoping that he'll send me a free one. <laughs> <laughs> but I don't think he will. But it's okay. I like the guy. And I, I appreciate everything that uh, – that he and, and so many of the other listeners have, have done to make this such a great show. Not only to listen to, uh, if I can blow my own horn there. <laughs> well, you think it's great to listen to. I'm I not do sure think this li- is a great show to listen I, to. I think the listeners just listen just, just to laugh at us, really. 
<laughs> well, better to laugh at us one, than, oh, wait, I, no, that's not because how that I works. Know, because I know one thing, whenever I listen back, I certainly laugh at me. Yeah, well, anyway, I'm certainly, yes. I'm certainly not laughing with me. <laughs> Get us out of here. Okay, everybody, that was a Mac-filled section. It was. Sort stand of. by to stand by, and we'll be right back. With peanut butter. <laughs> yeah. Excuse me, madam. Have you ever heard any podcasts that are just too long? They're all too long. Ah, but that's where you're wrong. Listen to the new App Minute with John Nemo. It's short, it's sweet, it'll knock you off your feet. Desperately searching for the elusive East Coast Malasada, the G-Men on the MyMac.com podcast. And welcome back to the MyMac.com podcast with Guy and Gaz. <laughs> the only reason we do this podcast is so that we can have f- fun with our soundboard uh, between the sections. Yeah, and, and and actually make it seem like we have a reason for doing so. Oh, yeah, we, we needed to buy soundboard and Audio yes. Hijack Pro and microphones and, and all the rest of that to do the podcast. <laughs> it's actually just to play. It's actually just a play. Um, there was there was something that I actually put into the show notes. I guess it was a month or two ago, and you know, because we've got this this little section in our show notes. It's like future topics. So if it's like a really really super slow week, uh, you know, we'll we'll pull one of those out and think, okay, well, let's see what we can do with this. Well, I I posted it. Over at the the G plus community, this I'm telling you, this is like a G a my Mac podcast G plus community. It's you a G G G show. It's G plus all the time. G all it's the G time. G plus G. Right, it, guy Gaz G men on the G plus G. Yeah. community gauge. No, that's just stupid. So, anyway, um, the the question that I had was uh, can Apple's iWork programs really be an honest replacement for Microsoft's Office or should it even try? And what would Apple have to do to make it so? And, and before we start talking about what the community said, uh, let, me, let me get your opinion on that, Gaz. Um, well, you've thrown me there. I wasn't expecting that, to be perfectly honest with you. <laughs> um, actually, it, Flash it, no. by name! Flash, Flash by name! Yes, that's me. Um, No. Is it a quick and easy answer? (laughs) Um, No, it can't can't be an honest replacement for Microsoft Office. And I don't honestly think that Apple want it to be. I think they want it to be their own version of a spreadsheet, Word documentation, or, you know, pages, uh, or let's, let's, what's, what's the word that I could use for that rather than using Word. Because obviously everybody thinks of a uh, Word document as a, you know, I suppose I could call it a text document. Let's call it a text document. So Apple want their own text document. They want their own spreadsheet uh, application. I think they've pretty much nailed it, although I have heard tell that um, 
PowerPoint 11 is is slowly creeping up and starting to knock on the door for Keynote, but you know their PowerPoint. Well, you talk in, in what usability and yeah, yeah, and you know functionality. But um, I still think that Keynote's probably still got the edge by by some some considerable way. Although Apple do need to keep uh, their eyes open on that ball. Well, and they haven't so, updated it in a number of years. No, that's true. That's very true. So I don't think Apple want it to be a replacement. Uh, but if they were going to try, then the biggest – they've got one or two little gripes with the Pages application, uh, one of which they, they recently rectified, which was the uh, – I think it was the corrections. You know, you could see any changes that had been made to your document, which is something I – I don't use either in in Microsoft Office or actually on Pages, so it was something that uh, never bothered me either way. Uh, but Excel certainly is, for any heavy Excel users or spreadsheet users, Excel is, is far and away the one to go for. But from a visual point of view and from a ease of use point of view, I think those applications still have it. And certainly recently I've upgraded my Mac version of the iWork suite, which has now enabled me to sync uh, over iCloud those documents, which obviously I could always do with the Excel documents by just putting them in into uh, Dropbox. Like, yeah, Dropbox or Box or one of those others. But it was a bit more difficult to obviously then use them on the iPad, whereas I've got a, a numbers, a couple of spreadsheets and a couple of documents at the moment, which I like to keep with me all the time. And I have found... I surprised myself that I've been adjusting and, and manipulating those documents on the iPhone and on the iPad and back on my Mac. So from that perspective, I think they're doing quite a good job. Yeah, and um, what program are you using on uh, your phone? Numbers. Numbers oh, or pages. Oh, 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 oh yeah, through, okay. Through, so it was, through, it was through a through numbers iPhone. document. Yeah, that you, you yeah. put up in the yeah. Dropbox. And then which obviously is, which is a little bit more difficult to do that with... Um, a third-party application, if you're going to do, use Excel, for example, if, even if you put it in Dropbox, because you've then got to go find an application which can then open that Excel document and, and, and manipulate it on uh, on your iPhone or your iOS device, which is a little bit more difficult, which if you've got the iWork suite both on your iOS devices and obviously on your Macs, it's it's right. much more integrated. So from right. that perspective... Well, at, le- at least with their native formats. Yeah, yeah, yes. Yes, there is. There are some restrictions because obviously, if you do too much on the Mac, then some of those functional, some of that functionality won't be available to you on the iOS devices. So th- that's a little bit restrictive. But I, I don't think Apple really want to make it an honest replacement. But uh, let's uh, tell me what tell me what the people said. Oh, tell the people! To- I we love the people. Um- Steve Hammond said that he didn't think it was a meant to be a full replacement for MS Office, and that Apple doesn't intend it to be so. Uh, but for the I, price, I it is honestly, really good. folks. Honestly, sorry, honestly, folks, I hadn't read that before I made that statement. <laughs> but he, he says it's a good set of software for the price uh, that can be used. That you know, it's great for personal usage. He mm. uses Office for PC at work, uh, but yep. he really likes the creativity and simplicity. Of I I work on my Mac, and that is for all the personal needs that he has. Yep, agree with that. Ah, you can take the next one there, guess. Okay, uh, Bob DeGrand came on. He says, <laughs> "Mo people, yeah, uh, thanks, 
guy. Yeah, you're, you're, yeah, you're a pal. Right under the bus. Right under you're, the bus. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, yeah. What, what do they call it um, when they give you a, uh, a a ball, which obviously you're just about to get hit in rugby? Oh. Uh, yeah, it'll come back to you. Anyway, yeah. Bob LeGrand, Bob LeGrand um, came on. He said, most people don't use 90% of the features in Microsoft Office, which That's I true. would agree. Uh, he says, I have the Windows version of Office running in a virtual machine on my Mac and haven't used it in years. I keep it around in case I ever need access. And that's one point. There's, you know, there's not really a database application in the iWork suite, um, no. which he well, says he it, goes... Well, and there's not, one, there's not one in the, the Mac version of Office as well, I believe. N- not... F- no, you'd have to go over to something like FileMaker, wouldn't you? Because Bento certainly isn't a replacement for access. No, 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 no. So he says, which there isn't a Mac version of, as we just said. As far as most people's personal use, I think it's a good enough replacement now. It does need a few things, though, he says, but uh, does them in a more, sorry, it does fewer things, but does them in a more consistent, more elegant manner. Business use is more complicated. Uh, He says he ran a corporate PC uh, support area for uh, quite a few years. Uh, He fought and won a battle to use Excel when VisiCalc was the standard, my word. He's, he's, dating, he's dating himself there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He says, and getting on an approved software list is generally very slow. Uh, it has nothing to do with either whether the software is capable of doing the job and everything to do with it. If it isn't broke, don't fix it. From a technical point viewpoint, the latest version of iWork, adding the ability to track changes, that's what I was trying to get back to earlier, is huge for most corporate use. But that doesn't mean that it will become popular there. Very uh, agree with that totally. I think that the market segment is largely out of Apple's ability to influence just by changing the features of its products. Uh, I think that's very well said, Bob, actually. Uh, I've yeah. got to agree with most of that uh, Yeah, I, I think part of the reason... I think part of the reason why Apple created uh, the iWork suite was one of those, well, you know, just in case Microsoft decides to, you know, not make a, a version of Office for the Mac. And, of course, you know, now that the uh, the Mac is, is kind of, I, I don't want to say surging, but it, it's certainly selling more units than they ever have before. It's it's an area of of... Cash. It's a cash cow for Microsoft uh, on the Mac side because I think even more so than on the Windows side for home use, people just if you have a Mac, you pretty much go out and get Office. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And people uh, and people buy it yeah, rather than yeah. getting you know their home user yeah. package from work. Um, yeah. Although to Which be perfectly honest, have it. well, it, it, it's how I, I have it uh, certainly. I mean, I don't. I I wouldn't go out and buy. I have both versions i have the windows version a home user um package and um for office because we still got a, a windows machine which i've got to admit i don't think it's been booted up for at least three four months now um, <laughs> but i've also bought but i've also bought the win the uh, mac version of office as well uh costs eight eight pounds 95 so it's you know a snip yeah, really so they, yeah. they can't be making any money on that certainly it's, well, it's no, but you know, I will give I will give kudos to Microsoft for their home use program because yeah. you know the the and I got a, a the full version of uh, Microsoft Office for the Mac and and when you sign up for this program, depending on what company it is you work for, uh, it, the price kind of varies. But I got the full version yeah. of Microsoft Office for about twenty five US dollars, and yeah. considering that that I think it's over close, to, I think it's close to three hundred. 
if you get it retail. I mean, that's a, that's a heck of a deal. Uh, but but getting back to the uh, G Plus community pages, Jim Felder writes that that he's not a heavy user of either software, but he does love iWorks ease of use, even for printing Excel docs, is, or even printing Excel docs is much easier. Probably right what Bob said about Apple never getting into the workplace and taking over that area of software. The other thing is that Numbers doesn't do is Excel macros. Well, mm. that's not necessarily a bad thing. Uh, we use that quite a bit in in a past life. Uh, all that said, I'm an Apple fanboy and proud of it. I will never go back to Windows, but still have to use it occasionally. Still hate it. Windows 7 was an improvement, and I certainly agree with that, but it's still Windows. Uh, always too difficult to accomplish what should be easy. The Mac OS does that for me. And, you know, I, I mostly agree, but I have to say, Jim, that that Windows 7, yeah, uh, especially good. over XP and Vista, was, I, I, I've said this before in the podcast, that I think that that is the best software, you know, bar none, that Microsoft has come out with in well over 10 years. I, I I've, got to, I've got to agree with you there, Guy. I've got to agree with you. We, yeah, we especially had, the pro version. Yeah, before I moved um, jobs, uh, we were on Windows 7. And I've got to say, I, it didn't encourage me to go to work. <laughs> <laughs> but I but felt it wasn't a, a detriment ha- either. I felt a lot happier about having to work with it rather than the previous versions. So, yeah, I'll agree with you on that, certainly. Yep. You got the next one? Yeah, m- uh, my good friend Mike Potter, who I... Yeah, uh, who we're trying be- to get onto the show. Uh, yeah, I'm going to speak to him tomorrow, actually, because uh, I think we're doing a couple of... Uh, or we're certainly doing uh, a recording tomorrow, So uh, because he, he's, he's backed off doing quite so many shows uh, each week, but uh, I'll be speaking to him tomorrow, so I'll see if I can pull him over sometime. Yeah, and uh, he does, he he does the, four, the Four Mac Eyes, and it's Eyes, Four yeah, Mac Eyes. Eyes Only podcast. Yeah, we've is, got, I've got a, a good, a good friend podcast. called um, Paul Shadwell, who always refers to it as Four Mac Guys Only. But, I know. Well, uh, that's kind of what I thought when you know when I first heard of the show and was and, and I don't remember where I I picked it up from. Uh, I was listening to it and that's what I thought the name of the show was was for Mac guys only, but it's for Mac eyes only and it's a wonderful yeah, yeah. podcast. We we um, we uh, kind of refer to it as FMEO, but anyway, let me. He, <laughs> Mike, Mike says in addition to chat changes, a long needed addition. The biggest problem he sees when helping folks with iWork is the inability to set a default output format. In other words, they're spitting out pages documents and or then dot wonder pages. Um, sorry, dot pages documents yeah. and then wonder why their friends or office mates can't open them. Yeah, that's very true. <laughs> so obviously what he means is you know, you send a dot pages document to your friend and well they go, What do I do now? Well, I, yeah, I uh, can't open that on Word. Yeah, he says it would seem that the process of exporting to Word is a confusing one for some. Uh, in brackets, many users, and it's an extra step that shouldn't be required of users for the, of users if they want to use iWork rather than Word within a mixed platform business. Apple needs to a allow users to set Word or RTF or plain text. I, I agree with the RTF bit certainly as the default output format if they choose to. And because that will never happen, Apple <laughs> can make it easier for non-technical users to understand how to export a Word document and why they might need to. To be fair, it's much better than it used to be. Yeah, I agree with you there, Mike. Of those two, setting the default output format is perhaps the more important one to help pages, numbers, and Keynote integrate better into the mixed platform environments. But again, going back to, back to what we said at the start, I'm not sure Apple's too bothered about doing that. 
No, probably not. And and it's too bad because although although I say that they are actually trying to in, integrate more functionality with Word documents that come into Mac users. So perhaps I'm wrong there. Perhaps you know. Perhaps they are looking to do more integration. Well, but this is this is the same kind of thing that that Apple has done. Yeah, and not just with with software, uh, but with a, a lot of other formats as well. I mean, you you and and this is this is part of the reason why I prefer to use. Uh, a Mac over a PC, uh, I can take nearly any file and any hard drive, plug it into my computer. The Mac will see it and will figure out how to do something with it. You take a uh, a Mac uh, OS journaled uh, formatted drive and plug it into a Windows machine, and the Windows machine just sits yeah. there and goes, "Huh? What? Huh? What do I do with this thing? I don't know what that is." Yeah, so you know it. When people talk about open and closed platforms, in a lot of ways, I think OS X is the open platform as compared to Windows. But that's a whole different discussion. Well, you can, yeah, um, but you could, turn, you could. Turn, I, I know what you're saying, but you could turn that on it on its head by saying, yes, but they've create created that HFS. They've created that as a closed uh, format because obviously um, Windows uh, can't read it. Well. I know what people would say to that, but for me, that's Windows' fault for not creating the flexibility for them to be able to read it. So, right, um, right. It's, and there it's is horses software that you can add. Yeah. Yes, there is. There is. There is. So, uh, but it's that's horses for courses. Definitely. Anyway, would you like yeah. to take Alistair because our good friend Alistair came as well? Uh, well yes, but will Alistair take me? Never. Mind. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, Alistair Jenks says Pages is good enough for most people. Plus, it's pretty good at page layout stuff too, which which it is. It, it's 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 almost a, a combination type of of program where you've got a, a pretty decent uh, Word document creation, you know, software. But at the same time, you have the flexibility to do uh, relatively simple page layouts as well. We just did our holiday letter in it. Uh, it, he says he also says he just lacks the flexibility in the details. I wanted to put a double line border around a text box. Can't do that. Oh, I can have one of seventy or so fancy and largely pointless in my context <laughs> graphics borders, but a simple double line is is impossible without trickery using like nested frames, which was suggested by someone else. Uh, numbers simply well isn't. a good friend our good friend i've got to, i'm going to mention actually that was elaine giles who's uh, uh, a good friend and somebody who does a, a podcast in the uk uh, occasionally oh, elaine give, give it a give it a name what, what's the name yeah, of the podcast uh, it's mac bites mac bites but uh, okay. they need they need to do one soon anyway but uh, yeah yeah <laughs> he says numbers simply isn't excel I'm sure that once again it'll suit a lot of people, but anyone who has used Excel for any length of time will hit numbers limitations fairly quickly. The huge missing feature for me was conditional formatting in 08. <laughs> they added it in 09, but it's a pale comparison of Excels. I yep. use it extensively to analyze data. For example, highlight a cell if it's more than twice the height of the cell to its left. Numbers can only reference the cell that you're formatting. I also find the immediacy of Excel. Can I, can I, can I just stop you there? Yes, before sure. you, you write in, Alistair, he didn't mean height. He meant what you said there, which twice the value of the cell to its left. Yes, oh, okay. what did I say? Did I say height? You said yes, but that doesn't matter. Oh. <laughs> okay, sorry. Sorry. I'm just, I'm um, just stopping. Yeah, I'm just releasing Alistair from feeling that he has to write in. 
Well, you, you know what's weird, and, and I think in the future I will blow these words up a little more because they're, they're kind of small when you just copy them over from, from <laughs> the G Plus community page. Um, if I need to hack around some with the data and not necessarily numeric, I can open Excel and paste a bunch of stuff all over the nearly infinite canvas while uh, using white space to separate chunks of calculations and randomly inserting and deleting rows and columns as I work out how I'm going to solve my problem. I tried that in numbers and gave up quickly when I had to keep creating tables. Maybe it's just me, but it's not as quick off the mark as it needs to be. It's probably way better at presentation, but I rarely present my data. I'm normally manipulating or occasionally tracking. Keynote blows PowerPoint into the last century. <laughs> no argument there. Uh, as for format compatibility, well, it's not been managed in decades, so I see no reason anyone will ever manage it. The day you can take a sample of 10 documents and spreadsheets and round-trip them between any two equivalent application suites without any loss of function or fidelity, I'll eat my hat. <laughs> and to that point, he's, he's spot on there because we've actually got a mix of Excel um, XLS documents at work and Excel XS, I think it is. And that's yeah, a real pain as well. It's, it, so it, it even happens within the Microsoft Office environment where you get incompatibility. So, yeah, that's, that's a pain. But, you know, I suppose that's the problems, that, or not the problems, that's what you get if you want to move forward with functionality. But going back to one of the other points, you know, a lot of people don't use 90% of the functionality. Anyway, right. another good friend came on, Bart Bouchard. He says, I work can yep. never replace everything Office does. And it shouldn't, or it will just be iOffice. We already have Ooh. a giant, complicated, but very powerful Office suite. We don't need another. There are a heck of a lot of Office users, though, who actually don't need Office. They just use it because it's there. What they actually need is a simpler, less complex, and friendlier Office suite. And that's iWork. The current version is getting long in the tooth, and integration between iOS and Mac is hacky at best. But but the, the niche is there. And one good update would restore iWork to being a great alternative for a lot of people like himself. And I think I totally, totally agree with that. Now, I'll, I'm just going to move on as well, Bart, if you don't yeah, yeah, mind. Mike. Oh, listen to me. I'm mixing yeah, up my metaphors. <laughs> or, even my, or even my people. Uh, guy, yeah. Um, Bart responded to Mike, Guy. <laughs> I, Whoa. And he said... That he got Rain his points freezing. about, yeah, he, he got his points about uh, output formats, but he doesn't understand why you'd want Word. Surely PDF is what you'd want to be spitting out. The fact that people attach large, bloated, editable Word documents to email is a constant annoyance to him. And for anybody who doesn't know, Bart is actually an I think he's an IT administrator at a college, so he probably has to see all oh, of the he traffic. Knows his stuff. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. So he says, unless we're collaboratively writing a document together, there is no reason anyone should ever send him a Word file. Uh, to me, it's like sending someone a cake still in its baking <laughs> tray. Why should I care what tool you use to make the document? Why should I need a viewer of a closed propriety format just to see what you wrote? Uh, he says that he'd loved if he dragged and dropped a pages proxy icon onto the mail and it would ask me if he'd send what format to send it in. That's an excellent point. Um, yeah. I, I like that. 
um, but I do like that. And, and it to default to PDF. I guess most novice users don't do the drag and drop thing and definitely not with proxy icons. So I'd also love to see a big share email button on the toolbar that would work in the same way. He also responded to Alistair. He said, you're so right about Kino. I was working on a presentation the other week and was constantly struck by how easy it was to let me uh, let my creativity flow. Uh, you have an idea and lo and behold, you can implement it easily. PowerPoint grates on him like fingernails on a blackboard. <laughs> it's an app that almost forces you to give either boring or um, to, to give either boring to tacky presentations. So that's what Bart thinks about Kino. <laughs> yeah. Now I, I actually I actually put in uh, a comment uh, replying to Bart. Okay. Uh, and it, basically, what I said was that the problem for most people is is that the default, as far as what the format is, is what they send without thinking, and that yep. this basically has nothing to do with a computer or OS preferences. Uh, PDFs are great in that they can be sent and read by nearly anyone with any type of computing device. But there are many times when what's meant to be sent is a document that can be edited. What would be nice would be a, a document type like PDF that can be viewed by anyone and would be editable from within the mail client, retaining all formatting, graphics, and so on. Having to jump to other applications to edit a document sent in email is so 2010s. W- wait. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, Bart came back. He said, "If only Microsoft hadn't killed the open document format by not using it." Very yeah, true. Yeah, well, you know why. You know why they didn't use it. Yeah, is that yeah. you know basically Word or not Word, but Office is a cash cow for them, and yep. you know they're not going to, you know, if they had embraced the open document format, uh, anyone could have come up with word processors and spreadsheets and and, and all the rest of those programs that would also write to open document format and basically office at that point would have to accept them. So yeah, they, you know, you can, you can say that, that they killed it by not using it, but really, you know, in a business sense, what choice did they have? Mm. Yeah, I agree. And Alistair, Alistair Jenks says that the answer to collaboration is surely not to send any form of document but to work in the cloud. And I don't know if I agree with that, but okay. No, I, I, n- nor do I, because people delete stuff. Yeah. And once it's gone, <laughs> it's kind of like with backups. Once it's gone, it's gone. Well, uh, Google does go through a process, actually, of um, because they've got – we're kind of using Google Docs, which is a in-the-cloud collaborative document. Yeah. And they do have kind of versions, so you can go back and find it. But I get very concerned when – I'm not sure it's totally implemented in, in the right way because you know sometimes you want to revert to a previous document, but you don't want to revert exactly to the previous document. You want to keep everything you've got, go back to a previous version, and pull a snippet out, and that's yeah. not quite so easy. So, oh, you mean um, kind of like red text of of uh, something that had been reviewed at mymac.com <laughs> but had been removed or deleted by someone who should have known better than doing that? Kind of uh, like that. Yeah, yeah. And uh, <laughs> finally, a comment in 
in Google Plus. Uh, Mike came back in and he responded to um, Bart saying he thought that you nailed it when you said the documents need to be editable. He's not arguing the best format, although certainly DOCX, which is the current Microsoft um, yeah, I don't Word know why document, you said pages. Uh, format. He said what pages spits out uh, is open enough, um, aka open XML, uh, and is absolute is the standard within MS Office, PC, and Mac, and the world outside of Apple. The fact remains that Docs X, uh, which I lazily referred to as Word, uh, is the format used in business. You want iWork adapted to by business. Um, and uh, small office, home office users, then allow them to set the default output format to something useful to others. He also um, had a, um, a mention to Alison. He says he loves numbers. Why? Because many of the concepts he, that he just can't get to work uh, properly in Excel, probably because he's not a spreadsheet guy, can be performed flawlessly for him in numbers. Um, but then he has to remember to export it in XLSX, <laughs> and he's done if he wants anyone else to open it. Uh, unless, they also co- have, unless they also have numbers. Yeah, and then he, he also says, and, and, um, and all that said, Keynote simply can't be top for business presentations, although Apple has to be careful. PowerPoint 2011, something I mentioned earlier, does have a pretty good job in its attempts to take on uh, to, in its attempts, sorry, Mike, in its attempts to take Keynote down a peg or two. So that was a really fantastic open discussion from everybody over yeah. at Google+. Plus. And, and, uh, and this is something and, that we would never see over on Facebook. No, that's very this, true. Yeah. And that's very um, true. Uh, anyone who's listening to this show, if, if you're a, uh, a liker of the, the MyMac.com podcast on facebook please 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 and you know I, i'm we'll still talk about you know i'll still talk about how many people have liked this on facebook because i'm yes because you know, we've got a new one this week yeah oh two oh, <laughs> but um uh i i think if you'll go over even it yeah and here we are google isn't paying us and they really should uh if you don't have <laughs> a a g plus account you know chances are you probably have a gmail account so you know, just go on over to G Plus, get it signed up for the service, and uh, come on over to the the My Mac Podcast community page at G Plus because this is the kind of stuff that I think Gaz and I have always wanted to have as far as interactivity with the people that listen and download this show. And I mean, this is this is just fantastic, and we really really love it. And there were some fantastic points made there. And uh, we, we also try and add our own views, and we'll, we'll continue to do that. We're not just going to sit yeah. and, and do this every week. But um, I think Guy was right in, in plotting this one down because we have spoken about iWork and the possibility of it replacing or whether it should be, be a replacement for uh, Microsoft Office. And I think um, most of those views were – I think mo- in, in the main, most people agreed with each other. Uh, but obviously, you have to make certain points about certain in in little little indices of differences between you know the two levels of programs. Well, sure, uh, a lot of it depends on on you know how individuals, and that's what we're talking. And that's the one difference, one of the big differences between using a Mac and using a Windows. You don't people that use Windows talk about well, look at all of the look at all the hundreds of millions of users, whereas. When people talk about working on the Mac, it's like, look at all the hundreds of millions of individuals. And that's really the difference, one of the big differences between the two platforms and, and why I prefer to work on the Mac. 
Well you know, said. It's it's not it's not an all in one solution like Microsoft tries to put out. You know, with the Windows. Oh God, I hate this Windows Everywhere thing that I think is is really really going to cause them problems with Windows Eight. But that that's a whole that's also a whole another discussion. And I I think uh, we need to take a break. So I'm going to take us out. Everyone, please stand by to stand by, and we'll be right back. That was not quite Christmassy, but you know. I'm Elisa Pasali. I'm Suze Gilbert. I'm Vicki Stokes. And we're the three geeky ladies. You could be watching Hoarders. Or you could be reading Fifty Shades of Grey. You could be ghost hunting. Or you could be listening to the three geeky ladies. So put down that book, shut off the TV, and turn on your iPod. And listen to the three geeky ladies. Find us on iTunes under the Stoplight Network. Air induction. The G Men on the MyMac.com podcast. And welcome to the final section of the MyMac or this week's MyMac podcast with G Men. Yes, we're back. <laughs> did we ever go? Probably not. If we did. <laughs> um, so and we did. Yeah, we, we, we've, we've certainly gone somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, what's that you're doing with your head? It's nodding. Ah! Hit it. Gases tips. Mostly. Gases tips. Mostly. Gases tips. It's time for Gases tip. <laughs> I've stopped nodding now. You're. All... I I couldn't wait. <laughs> yes, you caught me out there, you little blighter. You. Okay, is anyone thinking that they can no longer? remove items under mountain lion by just dragging them off of the dock well you know you you can still do it either by right clicking on the item and then going to options and say remove from dock that's a bit of a bore isn't it actually you can still drag items off the dock all you have to do is actually drag it just a little bit further and then you'll get that little cloudy puff icon at the bottom of each of the icons that you're trying to drag off the dock, and then you can release, and it will be removed. So what Apple have done is rather than... And actually, I've seen this happen many times, where people pick up an icon to move it to a slightly different position on the dock, and they release it, and it's got the little cloud icon on it, and it goes poof, and it's gone. And they sit there going, what did I do? What did I do? So Apple have put in a little bit of relief for those people by meaning uh, there's like a, 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 I suppose, a safe area, a little bit extra safe area where you have to drag it beyond that point before the icon will be disappeared. So, yes, you can still drag items off the dock. You just have to drag them just that little bit further. Yeah, you know, it's weird. Uh, I I wasn't even aware that you couldn't do this because it's so rare that I – because I mean, I've got so many friggin' – icons in my dock as it is 
that it's rare that I'll actually add one or, or take one away. I, I wasn't aware that uh, you couldn't do that or it was harder yeah. to do, I should say. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm always – I'm often doing it and, and moving about. And I did see that, it, that there was a, a slight adjustment. And you know, if you kind of just pull an icon off the dock before you get that little cloud item and let it go, it just goes back into the same position. So if you're not careful, you find yourself... Kind of like a yo-yo. Yeah, kind of. So if you're not careful, you'd find yourself going, you know, right-click, get into the contextual menu, and then remove from dock. But no, just move it a little bit further, and it will disappear in a puff of smoke. Oof. Guy. Guy. I see you changed it from pook to poof. (laughs) Yes. Okay. Yeah. Oh, oh, sorry. Hit it. That's the end of Gaz's tips. That's the end of Gaz's tips. That's the end of Gaz's tips. Is that the the end of the tip? Will you let me finish? Let me finish. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man, I love doing this show. I really, really do. And I I don't know why, but I always have to join in with, will you let me finish? (laughs) I don't know why. Because I'm always doing weird stuff while those themes are playing. I'm dancing or singing along or God knows what. Oh, uh, yes, yes. Anything can happen in the next half hour. <laughs> well, I don't think we'll still be going in a half hour. <laughs> what have you got for an app pick this week? Opus Domini Light by <laughs> okay. Zo13.com. This is basically a personal planner and time management application. It's a free personal organizer, one for the Mac only. It would be nice to have this ported to the iPad, but hey, if you like this sort of diary stroke Mac organizer and you only use your Mac, it is free. So, you know, go for it. Give it, give, give, (laughs) will you stop messing about? (laughs) Will you let me finish? (laughs) (laughs) Will you let me adjust it? (laughs) Just, just so you know. I'd quickly written a few notes up on this application in the show notes and I've put a caps in on Mac where I shouldn't have done, like capital M, capital A, lowercase c. So I'm watching as as I'm telling you about this application, Guy make adjustments to other parts. And I thought, well, I'll just make the adjustment there. And so we've got Mac now spelt with two or three A's. Two A's. Anyway, that's <laughs> Mac. nothing to do. Yeah. This, this application is free. Go give it a try. If you like using a personal organization, organizer, which isn't, you know, uh, contacts or iCal, I personally do use contacts and iCal, but you might like the look of this. It is a bit skeuomorphic. And, um, yeah, go take a look. It's free. See what you think. In the Mac App Store. Okay, so that, so that is oh, – and, and it's free. That's even better. Mm. There is, I think uh, there is a per, I think there is a paid for version. This is a light version, but it's pretty it's pretty comprehensive in what it can do. Oh, uh, oh I was going to ask what the difference was between them, but um, I do you know. <laughs> if you don't know, then we'll just we'll just move on. <laughs> will you start your pick? <laughs> <laughs> I will start my pick right now. Uh, with with MacWorld coming up, and and chances are before uh, MacWorld actually starts, uh, we'll do a show where I talk about. Because um, you know, I, I still don't have a Mac laptop. I gave my Mac to- my Mac laptop to my son for college. Have not replaced it. I'm iOS only while mobile. So uh, at some point before MacWorld comes up, uh, we'll we'll do a, a, a sit down in like the second segment or whatever, and I'll start talking about how I use iOS only 
for uh, a, a big deal convention like the Macworld Expo. Uh, but one of the one of the apps that I use and, and really, really love, uh, actually, Tim uh, Robertson recommended this to me, I think, a year ago, two years ago. Um, it's called Blogsy, and it's from uh, Fomala. It's $4.99, and it, it's basically, it, it's a blogging app. You can use it with WordPress, you can use it with um, whatever Google's blogging platform is. There's like five or six different types of uh, blogging platforms that it'll interact with. And it's really, really a, a great app for doing so. It's not a bad, not a half bad word processor either. Uh, the UI can take a little bit to get used to, uh, but considering what this does, it's really, really worth the effort. Certainly it's much better than the, the standard WordPress app that I was trying to use before. And $4.99, and it's from Fomala. And you can find it in the iTunes store. Excellent. No, Excellent. Yeah, no people's pick this week. No. Oh, sad face. Yeah. Now, yeah. we did get... Um, I'm going to just jump in, because I don't think you put it in the show notes. So I think I ought to uh, jump Ouch. in and tell everybody. Um, because... Guy, guy needs a good slapping, and I don't know whether this is going to ease up. You know, the, the show changes; it doesn't stay the same. So that, that's what could happen. But we did have another like, so I don't know how many likes we've now got on Facebook because, as you all know, oh. it's not something that I really am too worried about. Care I about. don't think. <laughs> I don't think we. <laughs> I don't think we worried about this, or we mentioned this last week. But Tony Tinoco, he likes the MyMac podcast. So there you go. You see, guy. How many yeah, does that thank make? you, Tony. Uh, yeah. 134. There you go, you see. We're and, pulling it back up. But I, I don't know. I don't, 100 and what? 50. Uh, yeah. In a, in a pig's ear. Um, don't think it's so, going to happen. So, so are you going to... No, I don't think it is. I, I was just going to ask you, actually. Are you going to be buying any Mac stuff for Crimbo presents for anybody? Um... The, actually, nobody really has asked for anything Mac related. I got uh, I got Guy a, an iPod Touch last year, and he he doesn't use an iPhone. He's got an Android phone. Uh, Peter, when he gets his phone back, you know, once he gets his grades back up, because we took his phone away because of it, uh, he's he's on my old 3GS, and he'll get my 4S if I ever get the five or or you know, whatever the next one is coming out. Uh, Tracy is still cooking along on her, on her, uh, MacBook. And I'm trying to t- actually, I'm trying to talk her into updating it cause she's still on 10, six, eight, I think, whatever the last version of snow leopard was. And I, I don't want to take her to, to lion because I, ju- I just don't think lion was, was all that great of an operating system. Uh, but I'm trying to talk her into getting, going up to mountain lion, but we'll see. Uh, but uh, okay. honestly, as far as technology goes, no, not a whole lot of uh, tech gifts this year. Yeah, well, I'm pretty Which much in I the same boat. I assume is what you so were asking I, me. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was. It was because, I, I, you know, I tried to get, you know, Mrs. G to be all excited about the iPad Mini that we had a look at today. But she looked at me and went, ah. Meh. <laughs> <laughs> she did seem quite excited. Yeah, it looks nice. It's good. It is light. Yeah. Oh, yeah, he's iPod. And she said, "What well, the first thing she did, actually, I should have mentioned this at the start. She picked it up and she put her head to one side, 
like you know it was like if she was stood up her, her head was right on her shoulder at one side and i thought what is she doing and she held the ipad mini at that same angle and obviously what the screen does if you haven't got the screen lock on is it flip round well obviously she'd have to put the screen lock on and i said what are you doing she said that's how i'd end up reading it in bed because that's exactly what she does with books. She lays down, she's got her head on the pillow, and she's holding the book at the same angle as her head. So she said, that's how I'd be using the iPad mini if I were to use it for reading books. Yeah, I, you know, it, it's odd because uh, along that same line, I was telling Tracy that you know, the, when it comes time to, to update your, your technology here, that she should, I think she should go to to an iPad because she she mostly uses it for surfing and um, you know email and and things along those lines. And she's, what about all my pictures? I said, well, you know, your pictures will be somewhere else. You know, you can you can upload your pictures from a device like this, or or even from uh, yep. well, I guess not a dumb phone, but you know, from most phones, and view them all depending on how you have all your accounts set up. It's really, it's really not that hard. But and instead of having this, this big, heavy, well, comparatively speaking, uh, Mac laptop, you've got something that weighs like a fraction of it. I agree. Sorry. Anyway, yeah. I took us on a bit of a tangent there. I am sorry about that. That's all right. <laughs> yeah, I think Gary Apter is going to like the show this week. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So if, if you haven't gone over to iTunes, we'd love you to. That would be most kind. And if you do go over to iTunes, and if you do leave us a review, send us an email because you will be rewarded in this life yes. or the next. But you will be rewarded. Um, and if you were to do that, you'd need to send an email. Guy, where would he send it yeah. to? Oh, you could send me that email once you have done an iTunes review and you want a Woody, which I will make and send to you once I get your email that you can send to. <laughs> <laughs> Guy, yeah, it's round and round and round. <laughs> you, can you get Guy, on with it? <laughs> I'm getting on with it. Guy at MyMac.com. And you can tell me about that email by going to Twitter.com forward slash MacParrot. The parrot is flying away. Oh, come back, parrot. Come back. You can what also about contact you, Gaz? Me. How can people get you a hold can, of you? Yeah, you can also contact me at gaz at mymac.com. That's G-A-Z. Z, 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 Z. Uh, or on the Twitters, twitter.com forward slash gazmaz, G-A-Z, M-A-Z. Z, 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 Z. You can also contact both Guy and myself at twitter.com forward slash Guy and Gaz, G-U-Y-A-N-D-G-A-Z. Zed. And you can also you can also, you can also send no, 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 let me will you let me finish I will let you finish you can also send feedback to feedback at mymac.com where that actually goes through the portals of Mr. Tim Robertson who will have a read of that particular email and he could end up Slashing our pay. Yeah, how hard would that be? <laughs> Let's see, what's half of uh, nothing? Anyway, <laughs> you could also contact uh, whoa, 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 I can tell you what half of nothing is. We'll end up paying him. Uh, yeah, oh. no, don't, please don't, oh, please don't send good. feedback to please, Tim. Don't send that, don't send that. <laughs> you could also contact us uh, via our Skype telephone number which is area code 
703-436-9501. And we would love it if you would call us there. And we will play your your call on the show, even if you don't want us to, because that's what we do. <laughs> and uh, I think that's going to about do it this week, guys. Excellent. Yep. So I think... I think that this is the best show we've ever done. And we're good enough, smart enough, and doggone it, people like us. Son. I don't get that. Azerbaijani. Thanks for downloading the MyMac.com podcast. Please check out the Stoplight Network for other podcasts like the Tech Fan Podcast, Pocket Size Podcast, Not Another Mac Podcast, Geekiest Show Ever, the Mac Specialist Podcast, and the all-new App Minute Podcast. Uh, why don't I do uh, the, the title, and then you bring it, you bring it, you open the show. Okay, yep, fine. Okay, you ready? <clears throat> My Mac Podcast 434. We're all Googled out. That sucked. I didn't like that. How am I going to say that? Yeah, that was awful. My Mac Podcast? <laughs> really? Really? Okay. <laughs> My, oh, ho, 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 ho. Uh, hold on, hold on. Let me find something here. Let's see. It's uh, beginning to feel a lot like Christmas. Beginning to everywhere I go. Christmas lyrics. Johnny Mathis. It's beginning to feel a lot like Christmas. Here we go. It's beginning to look a lot like Christmas everywhere you go. Here we go. Take a look in the five and ten, glistening once again with... Oh, man. (laughs) How the hell... I mean, how does that go? Take a look in the five and ten, glistening once again with candy canes and silver lanes aglow. Like Christmas everywhere you go. Take a look in the five and ten, glistening once again with candy canes and silver lanes aglow. That's buggered that song up. Yeah. Toys in every, every store, but, but the prettiest, prettiest sight to be is the holly that, that will be on your own front door. <laughs> <laughs>